<laughs> oh yeah, dude. I, uh, you know, whatever. We just got back from space camp, and I was like fried. But I'm like, fuck. We got to do a podcast. Like, I want to do. I like. Yeah. I want to get keep the energy moving or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, I know Devin's in town. Let's see if he's around. And you responded right away. And I'm like, yes. I was literally it. sitting at a cafe, like reading a book, nice. just being like, mm, what do I want to do? Yeah. Yeah. We miss you, man. Oh, it's I miss tough. you. Guys. It's really tough, man. Like especially because you lived in Greenpoint for like the last two years before you left New York, and that like was we awesome. were <laughs> hanging out all the fucking time doing our yeah. little thing. Yeah, man. Well, welcome back, uh, Devin Person, to the Very A Podcast. We're treating this like our first episode with you, right? You know, even yeah. though you were on episode like twenty-two or whatever, and this goes back a ways. But this uh, is the Very Vape Podcast. This is yeah, <laughs> sponsored by BigClouds.com. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that's what this started as, me reaching out to you and you yeah. thinking that you were going to be on a vaping podcast. BigClouds.com, now with burnt plastic DMT flavored vape. <laughs> I love that you were down to be on our vaping podcast. Yeah, that was cool. And no, you- I wasn't down to be on the vaping <laughs> podcast. So yeah, so I, I, I got the email from you and I just misread it and it was like, yo, we saw an article about you being a wizard. Do you want to come be on our podcast? And I was like, what is very vape? And I was like, <laughs> just like shuddering to think of like the Ed Hardy shirt wearing bro that wanted me to have come talk about vaping on their podcast and then i looked and i was like oh american juggalo love it Let's oh yeah it. i forgot yeah. you already had i looked at, yeah i looked at the website and i was like oh fuck yeah, yeah all right man. and then i was and then i was you know as, as the juggalos say down like a clown oh yeah till you're dead in the ground well, that was like what's five six years ago now that would have been when you wrote this book five years ago yeah mysteries of the deep yeah. So five years ago. Mm-hmm. It was one of those hangs where I was like, now I know what it means to have a chosen father. Like, I just, like, <laughs> looked up to you so much. Now, like, now we're brothers because I've grown yeah. up a little bit. You know, I'm like, all right, dad, now we're <laughs> now we're more peers. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, that's, I need Devin in my life. And I, I mean, I still feel like that. And I still appreciate your wisdom. Well, you're, you're so, um, you are chill. You're actually chill, you know. Like Only on camera. About <laughs> I'm like a duck. It's like I'm like I'm like serene on the surface, and I'm paddling like mad underneath. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it just I don't know. It helps us for sure because um, a lot of people want to be chill, and it's hard to do that. So you have to have examples out there of people that are like taking chillness to another fucking dimension, and that's mm. definitely what I think of you as well, doing. I think you know one of my mantras. I have a ton of them. Is everything leads to something, and I really try and appreciate that. You know you do one thing and then it opens the door to this thing and opens the door to that thing and it opens the door to this thing and then you're like, whoa, how the fuck did I get here? Yeah. And right. I was, what was the lineup? I had a friend of a friend that there's this thing called Pechacucha or Pachacacha, like you pronounce it both ways, but it's this like PowerPoint thing where you have 20 slides and it's 10 seconds per slide so it ends up being like, like between four and five minutes mm. and they auto go. And so it, was created by Japanese architects to stop having boring presentations and said you just have visuals and you have to just talk and just go with the flow. And so they do these um, these nights where people are giving presentations about all kinds of different stuff and someone, I was turning into a wizard at that time and someone was like, oh, can you do a presentation on that? So I went to that and uh, gave this talk about you know what it means to be becoming a wizard and one of the other presenters had a friend who was a journalist, uh, this guy Felix, that actually died um, had like a heart thing that like he was like working out and just died. Jeez. So R.I.P. Felix, the guy was rad as shit. Mm. Um, but he reached out and was like, hey, can I write an article about you? And I was like, yeah, sure, man. And so he wrote that for the Daily Dot. Um, uh. I've been written about in the New York Times since then. That Daily Dot article exploded. That was yeah. like a different thing. Yeah. And I got so many random Facebook requests and all these things. But um, 
I had I'd been doing a Kickstarter to to raise to raise money to release the book into the world, and ironically, the article came out the day that the Kickstarter ended. And I'm I'm a weird stubborn bastard, and I was like, "Yep, that's how it goes." Yeah. And so I had all these people that were like, "How do I get the book?" And I was like, "You can't, because I'm a fucking idiot." And I love to like shoot myself in the foot. And so I had like it, it destroyed my Facebook. I suddenly had all these like weird people that I eventually had to be like, "Nah, trail, bro. Like I'm not gonna be Facebook friends with you. Like don't don't like this." But um, out of that out of that chaos, it was that one email from you guys where you were like, "Yo." come be on our podcast and like also like will you be our friend yeah i mean once you got here i was like this is just and now i mean yeah like i mean like we're we're you know we're soul siblings it's like i think i think we both have so many stories about each other and have been you know i was just with friends um telling a story about when we were in the hot tub looking at the stars and you were like Devin, can you dj some vaporwave and then we were just Curious. laughing, and we're like, "You're like, who made this?" I was like, "Some kid," and we're like, "Thanks, some kid." <laughs> oh my god, that was the funniest fucking. I'm laying there, and the stars were organized. We were on so much yeah. acid. I was like, "This is a different kind of hallucination." Yeah. And you're playing vaporwave, which I'd never really heard before. Yeah. And there's all f- kinds of shit layered in there for, yeah. for when, especially when you're on acid. You're like, "What the fuck is that siren? What is this? Is this happening around us?" Well, th- yeah. So there's um. So for anyone that's listening that wants to check it out, it's the album Two One Eight Four. It's the name of the artist. And it's the one that's like purpley. Yeah, uh, it's an incredible record. One of the best records of the last decade. And I first discovered it, you know, listening to it in New York. And in New York, you're so used to tuning out the sounds of sirens and stuff <laughs> yeah. that it's just unconscious. It's like I mean, there's like a dog barking right now. You know, like you just <laughs> learn to tune that out. And I was sitting in a cafe when I realized, whoa, this is this is not in New York. This yeah. is in my this is in my head. Yeah. And then when I was playing it for you, I could see that you were vibing and I could just tell mm. that you hadn't realized. And when I threw that out at you, I was like, Sean, the siren isn't real. And you looked at me yeah, like, and you're just like, <laughs> What? Yeah. I've never laughed so much in, in my life than sitting in that hot tub with you. Just even because it, it was really just the thought of like my whole life has led to this moment. And that's always true. Yeah. yeah. Oh but, but dude, in, I, I was like all of life has led to this moment. Oh, I was like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. All of humanity, mm-hmm. our whole trip led to yeah. me with a wizard in a fucking hot tub with the stars organized and listening to fucking some kid's music. Yeah. God damn. It's man. like Carl Sagan. You know, you want to make an apple pie, you have to start with the Big Bang. Yeah. You know? And I was feeling that and I was like, all this has led to me as this advanced ape having cosmic apotheosis, staring up at the night sky, listening to this like perfect soundtrack. And then I was just flipping it off. I was just <laughs> like, fuck it, man. <laughs> just aware of like what a like you know like what a jackass yeah yeah like so privileged and so lucky to have this experience and mm. I feel like so many times uh, us tripping together we've stumbled into stuff that I'm like he couldn't have planned for this and and I'm and I'm wondering about that the like the the journey of you being a wizard and and magic in general is there a fake it till you make it type of 100%, element to 100% 1000% because I've seen you stick the landing a million times where I'm like was this scripted is this the fucking Truman show right now like but you know that can't always be the case I've also seen some fucking uh, we'll get to that <laughs> I've, I've I also have these flashes of moments, literally like flash paper. <laughs> yeah, like getting stuck in your hand and almost burning your balls off or, yeah. or, the, or the whip it uh, during your... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been some good bloopers along the way. <laughs> no, it's it's 100% fake it till you make it because a wizard is actually a fake thing. Like, mm. 
I mean, and then and then the secret is everything's a fake thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like what you're a wizard man. Like, what does that mean? You're a social media manager. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, you guys are podcasters. Yeah, like, like come on, it's the same idea. You know, you could have a podcast and be like, I'm a podcaster, and mm-hmm. literally just record for nobody and have zero listeners. It's most it's podcasts only when you fake it until you then have listeners that are like. This is a real podcast. I listen to it. Yeah. Right. You're now a podcaster. So yeah. as a wizard, I just knew when I started that I was like, eventually I'll be old and then I can have a nice white beard and I can yeah. like grow into it. It's going to take a long time to do that. But if I just keep at it, I mean, I was very inspired by New York. Yeah. You know, New York is a place where Sean Carter was working at a chicken restaurant and then turned himself into Jay-Z and is now a billionaire married to Beyonce. Yeah. I mean, you know... There are so many things that we accept mm. and we don't think of as weird, which is why when you read like, you know, science fiction or something and there's like a fake band mm. and it just sounds so lame. Like, yeah, the, like the yeah. name, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, man, we're going to the Turd Monkeys concert tonight. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. That's the stupidest name I've ever heard. But we live in a reality where there's a band called The Beatles. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's spelled it's like spelled beat, <laughs> and that's like like if you were not from this reality, you would think that was the stupidest thing yeah. you ever heard. You'd and that's like, the most popular thing ever, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I think you know, um, there's the naked cowboy. There's uh, there's Moon Dog. Moon Dog is who I was going to say. There's all of right. these guys that um, you know, all these people that you know, just it's the Great Gatsby, like just mm. told a story that other people bought into, and that's kind of what you do in any career. Mm-hmm. You like. Hi, I went to college and like jerked off in my dorm room and skipped class, but now I have a piece of paper that says that I kind of know something about this. Uh-huh. Can you give me an opportunity to like actually learn it or like figure it out while I'm yeah. doing it? And then you get fired from that job for being lazy, and then you go to another company, you're like, ah, I worked at this company, so please give me another <laughs> job. And, you know? No, it, Call I, my buddy Dave. You <laughs> pretend to be my boss. <laughs> we do that for people a lot. Yeah. If anyone needs a recommendation. Yeah, no, I give a lot of recommendations out. Yeah, um, I was an internet very vape industry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, it's this permission slip thing. Is that That's people need per- permission yeah. and you know, it's the naked cowboy or whatever who gave you permission and then you give us permission. I'm yeah. like, yo, Devin is Devin decided to be a wizard. And he's doing the things necessary to be a wizard, which is he works with ritual and magic to enter different timelines. You know, this is like was when I first met you was like so foreign to me. Yeah. And not only did you like explain it, show it, but I've had a front row seat to your journey, which has been pretty I mean, your current job, your title is wizard. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Yeah. I I think most people just don't give themselves that permission slip and. It's funny because a lot of young filmmakers will hit me up for some sort of shortcut or some sort of like, you know, they just want anything because it's oh, yeah. hard. And I'm just like, I, I don't know what else to say other than like if it, live an interesting life. You know, claim it. You're a filmmaker. Start making fucking films. No one gave me permission. Everyone that I was surrounded with was more talented than me, mm-hmm. actually. They all went to NYU yeah. film school. They had all the permission slips. Right. I didn't have it. And I was like, my punk attitude. Mm-hmm allowed me to kind of everyone just... everyone wants a shortcut like everyone yeah. is like, like hey man like what can i do and you're like well step one be me yeah <laughs> step two, go back in time uh have no idea what you're doing work for this you know internship mm. struggle have no idea where it's gonna go yeah. fall into things get lucky and yeah just go do that yeah it'll be great like are you kidding yeah i think i think it's really hard for people to see all the steps along the way yeah they say oh look they're just stoners who have a podcast and it's like yo but yo there's there's such a grind along the way and, yeah, the, you can't, and the grind you can't continues smoke the weed unless you grind it yeah exactly yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> That's I'm, it's funny because I I have absolutely resisted and will continue to resist. Like I'm not out here trying to be like, hey everybody, here's my patented ten step system to becoming a wizard. And like right. I I think that the what I love about wizardry is that it's beyond definition. It is it is the weird file in the game that when you click on it, it takes you to the menu and gets you out of the game. And yeah. like that's what's beautiful about it. And so I don't want to turn it into a package course that you buy on my website or a PDF that you download. Mm. I don't want to have a bunch of other wizards out there that have like followed the Devin Person system of wizardry. Yeah. But at the same time, the world does need more wizards. I'm not a fucking gatekeeper. I'm not trying to like decide who gets to be a wizard and who doesn't. Mm. And I have more and more people reaching out saying, "Hey, this is resonating with me. Like, I think I want to become a wizard. Mm. What do I do?" And I'm like, "Step one, figure it out." Well, right. it, maybe you could explain, give a little context. Like, why do you think? What is it? What's going on right now that more people want to be wizards, and why does the world need more wizards? <sighs> what a great question. Well, I think what's going on is that the world makes less and less sense. Yeah. And so um, there's two, two ways to look at it. One is this thing called shifting baseline. And so um, the classic example of this is like with nature. So a hundred years ago, your grandparents are going out on a farm. There's bugs everywhere. There's yeah. birds everywhere. Like mm. all of these things are happening, but they're dying off. And so over the course of your grandparents' lifetime, those things are dying off. Mm. Your parents are born, and they go to that farm. There's like half as many bugs and birds, but they're like, this is nature. Like, this is what it's supposed to be. And then we go out into nature, and there's like two mosquitoes. And we're like, ugh, it's buggy out here. (laughs) And there's like one bird. We're like, oh, my God, we saw a bird. This was so awesome. I love nature. And we have no – like, the baseline has shifted. Like, we don't know what it used to be. So Mm. we're just like – in this new world. So that's mm. happening. We're about to lose generations that were like, I remember World War II. And yeah. we're going to be stuck with generations that are like, I remember when you know the modem sound was how you got yeah. online. And that's yeah. going to be like the old folks. So there's that. At the same time, everything is stretching out. So the distance between generations used to be very small. Mm. And a traditional society unless there's some sort of cat- like catastrophic weird event like a drought or another fucking pandemic or somebody invades you, your grandparents and your grandkids are kind of just different steps of the same creature. Yeah. Like they're teaching them, here's how you get the corn. Here's how you, here's a trick for sewing leather. You do this, you do this. And there's tight control. There's not like, I'm going to be a podcaster. Nope. You're going to be a fucking hunter or you're going to be a fucking gatherer. (laughs) And there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like old school rituals are rites of care that are designed to, really program your psyche so you fit the mold and you do what we've learned works. There's wow. not margin for error because there's 30 of us and if you are fucking dipshit, you're going to kill off the whole tribe and all of our lineage of information and culture is going to be gone. So it's important. So it's really important. So that's like like rites of passage and ritual are about transmitting information with high fidelity. Mm. And it works because you go, hey, grandpa, like I'm struggling with this thing. And they're like, ah, I remember when I was literally you. Here's advice. And you're like, cool, thanks, grandpa. But now, your grandparents can't talk to you about, like, how to monetize your TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't understand that. And we're stretching out and getting further and further apart, which is why there's all this hubbub right now about, I mean, there's always been this as you change who's at the wheel of the generational ship. Like, yeah. you know, when millennials took over and it was all of these think pieces about hipsters and millennials. And I remember, you know, 10 years ago, it was Gen Y. And, like, yep. it wasn't just millennial, um, you know. That's that's when we like this generation kind of took over. Now everyone is freaking the fuck out about Gen Z 
because they're really different. Oh, yeah. And the generation after them is going to be even more different. Yeah. Alien. 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 Genderless. Absolutely. Genderless, radical, living in, um, living partly in virtual worlds, like more and more. Mm. So we are now confronted with a very strange world where the sort of certainty I mean, you know, it's all an illusion. Like, they were living in the Cold War. But, like, the certainty and comfort that, like, ah, like, I I moved to the suburbs and got a job as an account manager for a bank. And my children will go to college and get jobs as doctors and lawyers and account managers for banks. And they will, you know, mm-hmm. increase wealth. That is being thrown away. The future is chaotic. We have... VTubers and e-girls and like video games that take up people's lives and incels going out and shooting people and like you know QAnon conspiracies that your like uncle is like obsessed with that like yeah. the Democrats are drinking blood like all of this stuff is <laughs> all too weird, real <laughs> is, is 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 completely surreal and too real at the same time right. right which is why one the barrier to entry is lower wait I can make thousands of dollars a month streaming my girlfriend in cat ears eating, you know, ramen noodles in, on Twitch. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why should I, like, like if you can do OnlyFans, if you can, if you can sell feet pics, if you can be a video game player professionally. NFTs, crypto. NFTs, crypto. Things that, like, we only started talking about five years ago, one year ago, last month. I mean, yeah. it's going to be so fast that it's literally, like, I always think about, you know, you're standing on ground and suddenly it's going to spike up and you're like, oh, that person was in the right place at the right time. They're now a, a millionaire. Yeah. Oh, that person fell off of that. They're now back to being, yeah. you know, you can be the most famous person for two days and then go back to being nobody. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's a really weird world to live in. And we, I think I saw that early on where I was like, oh, the future is nonsense. Why should I spend a bunch of time and energy going to like pursue this traditional career when everything's going to shift so chaotically that if I say wizard long enough, I can just do that. Mm-hmm. Now people see me and they're like, hey, that's a thing that you can do. Yeah. So I've, you know, there's other wizards that came before me. I didn't invent this, but like I've broken ground. I'm visible. Yeah. So that makes it more. You're in the New York accessible. Times. I'm in the New York Times, baby. Yeah, Dude, man. That was, that was the best morning of my life. Are my, <laughs> it was like that scene in Goodfellas where, yeah. uh, what's his name? Tommy's getting made and they're at the mm. diner. They're like, that phone's going to ring. Yep. We're, we just went to our local fucking diner for breakfast and they had the New York Times sitting out and you were on the fucking front section, the whole thing. I was yeah. like, whoa, Devin fucking <laughs> did this. That was magic, that, baby. Yeah, no, it is. It is magic, and I think uh, now more than ever, like people are starting to believe in magic. I've become much more of a believer during this pandemic. Oh yeah. I, I mean, people are using it. It's like, do you want to be in on using it or not using it? Because it's a real thing. I mean, it's as real as anything at this point. Your imagination, your intention, like it doesn't take that much to realize how powerful you are and can be. So if you're that powerful, people want to understand how to work with that power. Mm. And it's a chaotic time. I mean, you know, the tried and true things like putting your resume on fancy card stock and going to like give a firm handshake isn't working. And now we're trying to guess what the gods favor. Yeah. What do the TikTok gods want from me? What do the Instagram gods want from me? How do I supplicate myself and create the right content to, to yeah. earn the um, satisfaction of hordes of strangers on the internet. You know, these are all really challenging things. So that's why I think we need wizards because yeah. we need people that are saying, hold on, 
what is really going on. Right. Like, you know, when you're out there churning out content for a social media platform, are you doing that for you or are you doing that for the platform? And you think it's for you right. because we're trapped in a game. Right. And I think wizards are a very important part of like pulling out and looking at that. And I think the more that we get trapped in these games, we need people that are basically like Morpheus and the Matrix that are able to say, right. hey, hold on, you know. I'm in the game and I'm playing it consciously, like Alan Watts talks about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I am a I am a dreamer that knows that they're dreaming, but I'm also here to help you wake up, and I'm also here to wake you up to the things that are telling they're going to wake you up, but are just sleeping pills. Right. And I think my role as a wizard is not to be the guru that has the answers. My role is to be Jesus whipping the fucking Pharisees in the temple and kicking out the moneylenders yeah. because oh my god, how many fucking Instagram ads do I get a day for? You know, quantum healing, online course, meditation retreat, <laughs> come to fucking white privilege in yeah. Peru, ayahuasca center, and, you know, figure out how to deal with the trauma of not getting into Vassar yeah. and like all <laughs> this fucking nonsense. And that shit's on its way out, I have a feeling. Man, I was waitlisted there, and that was my highest accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're able to heal from that. With, Thank you. With, 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 with psychedelic medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think we're going to change guards. Like, I think. Yeah. We're 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 in a very religious time right now, mm-hmm. which is why I think that uh, what we call magic right now, I don't think it's magic. I think it's religion. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the the occult stuff that people are into, where like why is this true? Oh, because it's old. Because it's mm-hmm. from an old book. Like some mm-hmm. someone who's a scholar went out and found a verified thing, mm-hmm. not just what someone wrote for a new age bookstore, and that's why it's, tr- it's true. Whereas I think. What you had more in the late '90s, early 2000s, and at different points, it cycles around. But like true magic, I I think everyone can disagree with me, um, is meta. I think true magic is really about not just it's true because it's tradition, but it's true because I've experienced it, right. and I've also um, experienced my own capacity to create bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, like you talk to a bunch of people, and they'll be like, "Well, how do I know my spirits are real?" Because I talk to them, and they tell me these things. I'm like, "Well." You know, yeah. can you, can you, can they tell you anything that I can like verify in like a clear way? And they're like, well, that's not how it works. I'm like, I know that's not how it works, mm-hmm. but let's embrace our shit. You know, like yeah. let's, let's, let's not hide behind this like thin paper, thin charade of objectivity. Like mm-hmm. let's embrace yeah. the fact that it's subjective and you know, we three are having separate experiences here. I don't know what's in your body. I don't know what's in your mind. We can only use the medium of words and language and all the unconscious dance of gestures to figure that out. And then everybody else that's tuning into one of these viewpoints is having their own experience and they're misinterpreting what I'm saying. They're like, yeah, I think he's a white power wizard. And I'm like, no, I'm fucking not, you idiot. No, I'm not. But everyone's going to take what they want and spin it in their own direction. Well, have there been moments for you where you were like, yo, my magic is real? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, um, I got Trump elected, and I created the pandemic. So, <laughs> oh, um, man, I thought I did that. Thank God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we were talking um, when I met you guys with this book. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do a Kickstarter to raise money to put out this book. I have no, much, I have no idea how much money it's going to cost to put out a book, and I don't want to do the work to find out. So I'm going to raise $420, and then I'm just going to price all the books. So like, if I sell, you know, basically if I sell them, I can then – print them like right. I, I will be able to figure it out and make it work and so when i started doing that i was like okay i'm either going to succeed or i'm not mm. if i if i 
don't succeed, we're in world A. And world A, I don't become a wizard. My book doesn't get funded. That's that's the, the first path. World B is the one where it does get funded, and everyone that I'm reaching out to has the power to like help steer the reality towards that. And we're going to enter this new timeline where I'm a wizard, and this is what's going to happen. And then Trump gets elected. And I'm like, fuck. Did Hillary win in World A? Like, I don't know, man. Right. <laughs> this is dodgy. And then more recently, um, so not last year, but the year before, so 2019, um, we were thinking, my fiance and I were thinking about, where do we want to go after New York? We're not in a huge hurry to leave, but like, where do we want to go? And we went to Kentucky to check that out because we were just following the breadcrumb trail of synchronicity. And while we were there, we're like, yep. This is it. So we did a magic ritual on the anniversary of my ritual to become a wizard where we just sort of tied ourselves to the land and we're like, this is this is the path that we're going. Come back to New York, love in New York, putting on events every month, doing rituals. Killing you it. guys, you know, we're like living in Greenpoint right in by the each New York other. Times. Like, yeah, like just like it's like just flowing and it's so good. And we'd planned on going back to Louisville to see if we really liked it. Mm -hmm. But we're like, man, we're, we're pretty busy in New York. Like, I don't even know if we're going to go. Like, maybe we'll go in May. I don't know. Like, I, I think we're just busy in New York. I don't think we're going to go. And then the pandemic hits. You would have never left. And the pandemic hits. And we get spun around. And we're like, let's just do it. And so instead of visiting in May, at the end of May, we're packing up the car and we're moving there. And I show up. And I'm like, whoa, this is like five months after we did this ritual. And... Hot damn. Yeah. Like, you know. Your magic is real. It's kind of crazy, though, because, like, the stories you're telling, and I know some other stuff that you've gone through, we've gone through, is that, and I was talking to a friend about how she won't do vision boards because every time she does a vision board, something really bad happens. She gets mm, in a mm. bad car accident or something, you know, so it's like one of these things where some people are so powerful that you don't know what you need in order to become the person you want to be mm -hmm. and what's going to happen in your life and you kind of almost have to be ready to let go when you say like, Hey, I desire this thing, but you might have to lose a lot of other things along the way in order to get this thing. Like yeah, becoming a wizard yeah. might require you living in a reality where people are confused because Trump is president and you're like, Whoa, did I even want this? You know, it's yep. pretty humbling. I think about it like a, like a, like a stream, you know, like reality time, whatever you want to call it, it's flowing. It's really hard to swim upstream, and and when I say really hard, I mean impossible. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you can you can try, but like you, you can know, stay in place, like not even. You <laughs> yeah, know, you're yeah. like I'm doing it. It's like no, you're not. You're still being swept along. And so I think none of us are in complete control, and I don't believe any of this law of attraction manifestation stuff, where it's like I know exactly what I wanted if I just think about it, I'm gonna get there. Number one is chaos. Like number one is randomness and. The, there's there are things in the stream there are rocks in the stream you have no control over them mm. like they're there and they can hit anybody at any time but you can swim and if you want to swim in the like in the rapids you know you you're going to be swimming kind of at angles like you're sort of not you can't just go side to side but you can try to swim side to side and that'll take mm. you in a diagonal so if you look up ahead and you're like man those are some really gnarly rapids and I don't want to get my face bashed into those rocks and that is like a little you know side thing with a sandbar that looks way more chill, I will try and do my best to get over into that area and see mm. what's up. And then maybe you'll get, you know, a snapping turtle will bite your dick. Like, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But I think we have some amount of control, and that's magic. I think there's people that flail about, and they go, I can't control any of this, I can't control any of this, and they're going to get hit by a lot of rocks. Yeah. Like, you know, I, we all know people that have, like, bad luck. Mm -hmm. But I think the idea that you could ever be in complete control 
No. Well, I mean, uh, what you're saying to me reminds me that people are casting spells all the time. That yeah. that we're all magicians, and you're casting spells, and like, um, you know, I, I see my dad do it. You just met yeah. my dad. I see him cast really terrible, like praying the oh devil God. type mm-hmm. of spells, and they come true, and 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 oh, yeah. they happen time after time. Self fulfilling prophecies. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of. I and uh, I'm gonna go to the party. And I'm gonna have a really bad time. Yeah. I went to the party and I had a really bad time. <laughs> like, cool. Yeah, yeah. You used your magic. You just used it in a way that wasn't good for you. Mm. But you also see people do the opposite where it's like, what do we call it? Spiritual bypassing where they're like, everything is love and light. I manifested this. It's like, "Mm, did you manifest that? Or did your trust fund manifest that? Did your privilege manifest that? And also, are you just like, I just need to pull myself away from toxic people. No, motherfucker, you just made a mess of a social group and now you're blaming yeah, everybody else and you're yo. like rising above. Oh, we've and seen so it. I think that's like, you know, our, my thing as a wizard is like, if you don't take yourself seriously, that gives you a really great tool to continuously pull off those masks and to continue to try and get out of your own way. And the more that you know that you're not going to succeed, the more that you can succeed. And that's a paradox. And welcome to wizardry. Paradoxes <laughs> are just going to flow. And, you know, I think we don't know what's on the road ahead. Like the pandemic w- fucked a lot of people's stuff up. Yeah, and yeah. I, um, I was talking to our friend uh, Jen Santini about this and I was like, the pandemic worked out really well for people with privilege. who know how to find silver linings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you are someone who had comfort and means to let you weather the disruption and then instead of just wringing your hands and you're like but i was supposed to have a birthday party this year like i like like we'd already paid for the caterer for our wedding if you were able to like let go of all of that and be like cool everything is upside down where where do i want to go like you know i just fell off the waterfall like where do i want to swim now yeah and i think that's where certain people were really able to experience magic in a new way because things that weren't possible were suddenly possible. Oh, I mean, for, for us, it was all of a sudden everyone was in the same boat we're kind of in all the time. Yeah. Like, where's the next check going to come from? What's yep. our future's really unwritten? And it was cool because, like, it's almost like it, it settled people down. And we gave them, and, and this is the, the mistake of the government if they want us to ever go back to work of, of, of shutting down the economy. We showed people how valuable their time is. Yeah. And, um, I've and what they'd rather be doing. What they'd rather be and doing. And that they can, and those who did keep a job and work from home, how much they can actually even accomplish more from home. Oh, yeah, that's and a how, you can't put back in the bottle. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, they're gonna try. do I really want to commute two hours every day when I can get more work done from yeah. home? Or I could spend time with my family, and why am I renting my life to some corporation? And, like, mm-hmm. ju- just that, uh, you know, and this is how I think we manifested yeah. the fucking pandemic, is we did a... Um, we did a podcast with Nicholas Powers right before it started and him and I were talking about, we always go deep on politics and all this stuff. And we're like, we need a mass awakening and nothing is going to do it besides something like a pandemic. And it's in the description of that podcast. And I look back at it now and I'm like, Oh God, what do we do here? Well, I think we're seeing it right now. And I I mean, like there will be lasting changes for sure. Yeah. But I think it's also going to be like when somebody quits drinking for a month or does a diet and they're like yeah you know like i think when i when i start drinking again i really think i'm gonna do like moderation or yeah, like, uh-huh. yeah you know whole 30 was really awesome and i like i'm gonna i'm gonna cut that junk food out mm. and then as soon as they break the seal and start they're like oh back to where i was yeah. like right. i'm at the bar like order a pizza let's do yeah, it totally and i think that's what i'm seeing where people are like oh have we learned that like 
mass events are maybe like not the best idea and we shouldn't all just go and like huff each other's breath at a sporting event where like <laughs> you know like 40,000 people can get sick mm. and people are like nah man I want to go back and see football yeah. like I'm yeah, ready to go much. to a club like spit in my mouth stranger like let's do it yeah which I mean like yeah I'm, I, that's kind of where I'm at I need to be in a mosh pit so bad yeah dude. you know I what I'm saying like melted yeah, yeah like loud loud un- overwhelming music I need yeah you know I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of circling back, but you, I mean, you have a podcast called this podcast is a ritual. That's true. And on this podcast, you talk to different people about different rituals and each podcast itself is a ritual. The whole podcast is a ritual. And the whole Mm. podcast is a ritual. And so it's like, you're allowing people space to understand the power of ritual and what ritual even is. And the rituals that I've learned from you are just even so... They're, they're, they're everything from like, like when we trip, you're like, okay, we're going to have a little, uh, wizard event. Yeah. And that's like, becomes its own ritual because on, when you're tripping it, you're so high and so intense that you need ways to shift energy. And we've, and you've created to space to the moment. I mean, tripping is basically a personal pandemic. Like your whole routines have just been thrown topsy turvy, which creates space to why, why, why am I just like. Why am I just killing an afternoon looking at my phone, eating snacks, just kind of mm. drifting through, like checking email, doing whatever, when an afternoon, I mean, 1 to 5 p.m. with a dose of mushrooms, that's 10 lifetimes. Like, right. Yep. You know, you can, you can look at time in a different way. And I think ritual, as I describe it, I don't want to give people a dogma. I don't want to give people, here's the program and here's what you're supposed to do, especially not one pulled from another culture, which great if you're interested in that like oh my god that's so great like go like learn about that but you are always transplanting it into the current context Mm -hmm. like no ancient civilization made rituals for what you're dealing with today and when you do them today you're doing them with literally a different psychology than the person who did it i was just thinking about that that's why i love lsd it right. feels like we're decorating a new tradition. It feels yeah. American. It doesn't feel like something we're borrowing. Yeah, or... we're not appropriating other people's culture. We're not. We're like allowing it to be like, let's fucking do this and find out what works and what we need and what kind of support we give each other. Well, I've... a thousand years from now, when they're doing um, wizard events during their yeah. acid trips, yeah. they're, they're going to be like, this is an ancient practice. We oh, have yeah. to do this. Yeah. We <laughs> have to listen 50 to. Fifty years from now, they're like, yeah, this is this is old stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Like time moves faster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've even seen scholarship, which, you know, it's controversial, but I've seen scholarship that really pulls back from this idea of the Terrence McKenna stoned ape stuff that like all of our ancestors were just tripping all the time. Mm. And it's like, no. The medicine priests were. Like, Maybe. but like in, in, in some ways, but also they were, I think I sent you guys this video, but there's this video from the seventies that like an anthropologist took of a psychedelic ritual with shamans in some tribe in mm. South America in the seventies. And they're blowing, you know, like whatever the drug rape. is, it's not rape, but it, it's yeah. another one that's like psychedelic that they're just blowing it up his nose. And he's just like puking mucus and like tripping out. And then they use their, like, you know, they're rolling around on the ground. Like, you know, like, you know, this is what it looks like to us, but what they're doing is they're reenacting the idea of like traveling to another village to kill their babies and they're waging like psychedelic shamanistic warfare on the other tribe because that's 
what magic was for. Yeah. <laughs> we have now come up with this narrative based off of, you know, the perennial philosophy and all these other things where we're like, oh yeah, ancient people were really like figuring out how to self-actualize and find their true purpose. <laughs> and it's like, nah, they were fucking gutting the psychic images of like enemy babies in their Jesus. sleep. Dude. Oh my god. That's incredible, man. That's really fucking great. Yeah, I don't think I watched that one. I think you gave me a hint of it. And I was like, I'm cool. I got your recap. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean like uh, yeah, so I think that's what's really, you know, we we live in a bubble and when we look backwards, we see a reflection of ourselves, but we think it's it's the past. And yeah. we're like, "Oh, that's what it is." And it's like it's it's a lot it's a lot more our projection than it is mm-hmm. the real source and it's really hard to, you know, break through that bubble in a meaningful way and mm. you know, if you do, you're going to be reading really boring scholarship and it's going to, you know, mm. take a lot of the <laughs> the fun out of it. Yeah. Which is why I think it's important to do that in some ways, but to also just embrace it and yeah. and you know, embrace the chaos, but also like realize that there are tools that you can support yourself with. You know that I, um, I hate routine, but anytime I bring ritual into like how I start my day, yeah. it like it gets me off on the right foot. You know, I don't mean to be. It just it does. It feels like a good way to call in the angels that are like with you and around you all the time, and like really bring them online. And um, yeah. you know, when you acknowledge them, and like for me, I'm like I know that they, my angels they love incense and they love cannabis and they love this record collection. They yeah. love this record collection. That's when they start really blessing yeah. you with parking spots, with mm-hmm. rad new friends, yeah. with money, with all this stuff. It's, you know, do, do the things that they like. They like to see you chill. This yeah. is, I mean, this sounds far out, but like my angels like to see Those me Those are chill. your angels for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they <laughs> like to see me chilling. They like the Grateful Dead. They like all this smoke and And, and maybe chilling is your angels. You know, what is totally. an angel if not a mood, if not an idea, if not mm-hmm. an experience? And when you're doing actions that cultivate those moods and experiences, you're also tapping into these things that exist perhaps at a, at a higher level. Yeah. And I think that's where I came at the wizard thing from where I was like, okay, if I say wizard, you get an image in your mind, Mm -hmm. you you know, I, there's one on my shirt, (laughs) you know, like there's like, there's an image that you conjure to mind. And if you say my friend is a wizard, then someone is like, well, I have that image, which comes from the collective unconscious and also that person's individual experiences of like going to Harry Potter book releases when they were yeah. in eighth grade and whatever their relationship is to it. And then it's also not the norm. So we're breaking the normal pattern. Mm. You say, yo, you guys got to come meet my friend Devin. Oh, he's a social media manager. That's like a very different <laughs> yeah. vibe than when you say, you got to meet my friend Devin. He's a wizard. Mm. And that person is tapping into the collective unconscious, their relationship, the idea of wizard and their own curiosity of saying, wait, I want to peek outside of the normal. Like the yeah. wizard seems like a doorway to that. Like, let me go. <laughs> yeah. And you know, some people really tune into that and some people say, no, thank you. And they shut that door. Mm. They're like, nah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's like with <laughs> tarot yet. or hypnosis, like that stuff that you've really dis- demystified for me because it can, it can seem like a little scary, like hypnosis. Like I don't want someone else in control. Dude, we've seen you freak someone out over here. Remember that? Remember when, remember when Justin, Justin got scared when we were doing the marijuana oh. ritual? He was like, like, like it was too powerful. Yeah. 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 Like, like, like he, he was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like all, all of a sudden that moment, it's like, yeah. we smoke cannabis all the time. You tell us not to smoke cannabis all day and then we do it ritualistically. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's just like, what the fuck am I involved with? You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that's like, I'm, I'm just a fucking ornery little bitch. Like that's kind of my like contrarian attitude. Yeah. But I feel like I'm trying to help people see the simplest magic possible. Mm. 
like, hey, we could get up right now. We could literally take these headphones off and we could walk out of the house. Which direction do we want to go? Whichever direction we pick, we're opening a new reality. You don't have to do this crazy like manifestation thing. Like we could literally say we're going to walk in a direction and talk to the first person we meet, and that could change mm-hmm. the rest of our lives because yeah. we talk to that person instead of this other person, and, and there we go. Mm-hmm. And then on the other end, all the stuff that we're like, this is magic, this is sacred. I love slaughtering those sacred cows, and I want to get in there and be like, okay, like I think tarot cards are really amazing, but we don't have to treat them like they're this crazy otherworldly thing i mean if you want to that's great Mm. but i appreciate the fact that there's 78 cards you shuffle those you are dealing with insane astronomical odds about which set of cards are you going to get and um one of my hypnosis teachers said um if a picture is worth a thousand words a symbol is worth a thousand pictures so Mm. when you have one of those symbols what is it bringing up for you? Mm. Don't worry about the fucking book that has a bunch of vague words where it's like, oh, this card means virtue and good harmony and good fortune. And I'm, um, it means that I'm creative and that <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a person that wants to be happy yeah. and I would like love. Oh, my God, that's so specific to me. But it's like, what does that picture mean to you? Yeah. Like, what does that idea stir within your own head? And just vibe on that. Yeah, it's a sacred mirror. It's a sacred mirror. And when you get a couple of them going, I mean, my favorite tarot deck right now is called The Clow. I should have brought it over. Um, It's from uh, Cardcaptor Sakura, which is a 90s children's anime Mm. about um, like a magical deck of cards that gets like scattered. So she has to go and like hunt down each card that has power and like, you know, keeps adding them to her deck. It's a children's story. Awesome. And that's like, I'm like, like, that's what I love is like, this doesn't have to be something that we feel is old and therefore sacred. Mm. I mean, the Rider Waite uh, Smith deck uh, that is the classic tarot deck that everyone calls. Like, you know, when you think of a tarot deck, that's, that's the one what you're, you're thinking, thinking of. Yeah. That came from the early 1900s. I know. You know? Yeah. I love I loved that story you told me. You were like, I had the trippiest tarot reading ever. And I was like, tell me about it. And, and you were like, this lady just started laying out playing cards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's pretty dope, though. Yeah, that's a whole the numerology school. comes into Gail it. Gail had that happen to her in New Orleans, too. Like, someone just came up to her with a playing card deck and just was like... Yeah. And it was a reading. Yeah. Yeah, come at me with fucking Pokemon cards. Tell yeah. me how tell me how Bulbasaur is going to change my life. Well, it's like yeah. reading tea leaves. Like everything, if you look for meaning in anything, you're going to find meaning. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look for evidence of a demon, you're going to find evidence of a demon. You know, it's, inevitably, it's, it's all like inside of us, and it's like, what are we looking for? Did I ever tell you about how I used to read leftovers? No. Oh, <laughs> oh that was fun. Yeah, man. this was this was early on, but I would like go to a restaurant. And I wouldn't consciously do it, but I would just wait until the end of the meal, and I would look down at my plate, and then I'd be like, "Cool, what does this tell me about my situation right now?" And then you know, I'm projecting, like I'm fully projecting onto it, but it's it's a creative interplay, and I'm like, "All right." The ketchup smear over here is like the anger that I've been feeling about the situation and these French fries that are laid out means this and this little mm. bit of like gooey lettuce. <laughs> this is like, you know, my spirit and like, you know, it's just an abstract thing, like a, a Rorschach test to mm. kind of vibe with and to pull meaning out of. Right. That's life. That's life, baby. It's a Rorschach test. Yeah. You know, what do you see in here? You know, reading you... leftovers, man. Yeah. I and love like, that. How can you do both? How can you cross your eyes and try and blur what you're seeing and make it more abstract and you know like in a zen sense go Mm -hmm. back to the beginner mind and like the psychedelic experience like drop all the patterns and programming where you see someone and you're like that guy's this kind of person because they're wearing a gap hoodie and they're wearing you Mm -hmm. know these pants and they've got this messenger bag drop all of that and just raw experience 
Um, there's a koan that I really like that's not knowing is the most intimate. I keep thinking about that. Mm. Like, how do you just drop out of the idea to, like, know what the thing is and have the stories and just, like, experience in its raw state? Mm. But don't go that far because we're human beings for a reason. We're yeah. pattern and meaning-making machines. It's yeah. glorious. Yeah. Totally. Tell yourself stories. <laughs> have friends. Gossip. Have complicated lives. Yeah. Like, right. you know, misread a party. Think that everyone's mad at you. <laughs> like, this is the glory of being a human being. It yeah, is, like man. embracing the moments where you're unconscious and as a like opportunity to come back to being more conscious, you yeah. know, you know, there, there's only so much time you can spend beating yourself up for losing the path. And oh, there's of, infinite time you can spend beating <laughs> yourself up. It, well, exactly. It is infinite. You can infinitely do that, but that's also a choice, you know, man. Well, speaking of hypnosis, what you did tell me about hypnosis, which I want to share so that people are less afraid of hypnosis, is that it is extremely consensual. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of like with a lot of things. Like, I don't think people realize how consensual a lot of what we go through is. Their bad experiences, especially. That's the hardest thing to impart on somebody. You know, hey, this, this bad trip you're going through right now, I'm sorry you consented to this in so many ways. Well, I think the base that I want to set is that reality is non-consensual. Mm. Like, you didn't you didn't sign a waiver when you. Oh my god! It's like those people who are like, um, they're ma- they're suing their parents because they didn't want to be born. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, like you know, I think as individuals, there is you know, like sexual consent is a different thing. Like we're negotiating with people, but ultimately, we don't control what rocks are in the stream ahead of us. We don't control the time that we are born into and we don't control the influences that are trying to push us in certain directions Mm. so in one way mass culture is trying to hypnotize you and it's trying to get you to do certain things Mm. and that's uh, how advertising works if it didn't work they wouldn't be spending money on it right but if it worked perfectly we'd all be robots and so that's where i think magic and marketing are so similar Mm. is that uh, there's the classic quote about this marketer said um uh, I know 50% of it works and 50% of it's garbage. The only problem is I don't know which is which. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so with hypnosis, the, the metaphor that I like to give is it's like you're driving a car and the hypnotist is a passenger. And the hypnotist needs to earn your trust, which we call rapport. So if they just start screaming at you, you know, drive faster, pull over. You're like, oh, fuck you, dude. Get yeah, out. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not listening to this guy at all. <laughs> but then if they're like, hey, if you're feeling hungry, up ahead, there's a really awesome little taco stand that we can just pull over on the left just over there and get some tacos. And you're like, I would like tacos. That sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. So in hypnosis, I could be like, hey, if you take a nice deep breath in and just exhale slowly, there's a feeling of relaxation that you're already starting to feel coming up in your legs and into your stomach and spreading out through your chest that you can just tap into. If you want to pull over and just breathe into that relaxation, it's there waiting for you. It's really nice. Mm. And whether it's the relaxation or the imaginary tacos, when you verify that for yourself and you go, yeah, I do kind of feel this like warm tingling or like, oh, those tacos were dope, you now trust me more. Mm. And then as we keep going on our drive – is, is I keep giving you good recommendations and I keep fulfilling my promise. If, if what I'm saying is coming true, you learn to trust me more and more and then I can steer you to more interesting places. Mm. And I can show you places that you don't necessarily know how to get to on your own because eventually the driving the car metaphor falls away because you can be lost in thought but a deeper part of yourself is listening and still taking you on that journey. Mm. Like that's what, you know, there's... Uh, a thing that I'll often say where I'm like, you know, 
my voice will go with you. It'll always be there, but you can wander away from it at any time you want. You're Mm -hmm. welcome to get lost in dreams and thoughts and daydreams. And whenever you realize that you've lost the thread and you've wandered away, my voice is right there beside you and you can pick it back up and, you know, we'll still be in the forest walking down the path. We'll still be relaxing deeper and deeper as I count down Mm -mm. from 10 to 9 to 8. You know, there's all of those things (laughs) that you can guide someone on and once they've learned to trust you then you can talk to that deeper self yeah. and that's where it gets really cool and, and the trust and the trust comes in, in establishing for yourself that you're not going to grab the wheel at any time i can't yeah it's, yeah it's it's not it does it's like if i grab the wheel you're going to wake back up and kick me out of the car yeah you know like you've probably had some very profound excavations of yourself or other people then yeah absolutely like i am um i am not so the, so everyone can be hypnotized, you know, like if you, if you, Oh really? Yeah. Everyone can be hypnotized. It's, um, it's an innate part of how you go to sleep, how you tune your focus into things. If you've ever been looking at your phone and zoned out and you didn't hear someone saying your name, uh, the classic one is highway hypnosis. So you're driving that route you always take and then you're just kind of lost in thought and then you're pulling up in your driveway and you're like, dude, when the fuck did I get off the exit? Yeah. 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 Holy shit. You're driving a goddamn car. You're <laughs> yeah. driving two tons of steel at 60 miles per hour. And you have no idea what happened in the last 45 minutes. <laughs> because you don't need to. Because right. you're not your conscious awareness. That is mm. one character that is part of your whole system. Mm. And so with hypnosis and with these deeper experiences, um, I am not what's called a natural somnambulist. So the people that you see at a hypnosis stage show that are like really fucking deep in it, there's some people that are just really like great natural candidates. Like Mm. they can go deep really, really well. And that's just like kind of their thing. And those hypnotists can spot them from a mile away. You do, you do exercises to figure out who in the crowd is that you bring them up and then you kind of weed people down as you're doing tests and you're like figuring Mm. it out. So the, the fun example that I can give of that is I was doing a thing called hypnosis salon here in, here in Williamsburg and it was in a loft, and it was a live hypnosis stage show, dinner, cocktail hour, kind of modeled off of the way that they used to do salons back at the turn of the century. And you would go to someone's place because there was going to be a seance right. or a magic show or a mentalist or a psychic or like whatever entertainment. And you would hang out in their library, and then mm. this person's, you know, basically doing magic tricks or holding the seance. Or doing hypnosis and mm. letting people try it. So we do the show, and my co-hypnotist and I find two of like the really good subjects, and we give them the instructions that one of them fucking hates wizards. Sworn enemy of wizards, cannot stand them, doesn't trust them, deeply afraid of them, like wizards are bad. The other one loves wizards, wants to protect them, is their like humble servant. And when we snap our fingers, they're going to switch. And so we bring them back up, and the guy is supposed to love wizards. The girl is supposed to hate them. The guy looks and goes, my wizard, and falls at my feet like immediately. And then this woman goes, no, and tries to tackle me. Whoa. And I had to like dodge, and then my coat just runs over and is like, sleep. Whoa. <laughs> sleep just drops her back down, and I was like, okay, no matter how much you hate wizards, you can't touch them. There's always a force field around the wizard. Yeah. And like, you know, you'll always be safe and you'll always take care of yourself. Because sometimes you like, you're, you know, the same way that you can get lost in a game and you can, how'd you break your ankle? 
oh man, I slid into second playing kickball in the park. Yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, you're a fucking forty year old man. Like, <laughs> what were you? Why were you thinking that you should do that? It's a game. Yeah, yeah. Like, why did you hurt yourself? You broke your ankle playing this game. Yeah, because you were lost in it. Lost. Yeah. And so with hypnosis, when you want to be lost and when you want to go into that, you can go there. And then, yeah, we brought her back up. We're playing with it for a minute. We switch. They switch on a dime. Suddenly, the other guy's like scuttling backwards in a way, and then she's basically trying to fuck me. Wow. And yeah, I mean, so there's some people where it's a really profound, deep phenomenon, but then for everybody else, and this is still varying degrees, you punish yourself when you have that as the standard. Mm-hmm. When you think that you're going to get hypnotized and you're going to lose consciousness, not remember anything have some crazy other weird experience, that's when you get in your own way and when you let go of it and you're like, appreciate, hey, it's daydreaming. You mm-hmm. know, close your eyes and try and think of a blue circle. Just try and think about what the color blue looks like, what shade it is. If you can't see it, that's fine because you mm-hmm. can kind of conceptualize it and you can think about what a circular pattern means and then you could think about an object that is blue and circular and just let that form naturally in your mind. And maybe that's probably a blueberry. That could be something mm-hmm. else, you know. And you're able to have that inner experience that is being guided by the sound of my voice and my suggestions. But you're not losing consciousness. Yeah. You're not doing anything crazy. And then when you accept that as like, all right, that's the experience as it is, then you can get crazier and then you can go down. Okay. So it's always that balance of um, how much are you trying to force it and how much are you open to it? Mm. Same thing with psychedelics. You know, yeah. someone comes into psychedelics and they're like, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to meet God today. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. I want to I meet God. I want to have a spiritual epiphany. I want to find my life's purpose. I want to name my brand. Yeah. <laughs> I want to name my app that I'm working on. <laughs> and that's what I want out of it. Man, what a fucking lame trip that's going to be. Yeah. Like, oh my God, like, have fun. But then when you come in totally open and then you get spun around and you're like, whoa, that's the thing I needed to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You get what you need, not necessarily what you want yeah. in those scenarios. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've told you guys, I think, this story before, but this is the first time we've ever talked. Yeah. So, so it's um, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. But I, I went to an erotic hypnosis conference down in Baltimore. And I had known about this because one of the first times that I really hypnotized somebody I made them orgasm with just the sound of my voice. And it was the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. They shot up in bed. They weren't breathing for like 45 seconds because their face was turning blue and they were like having this convulsing, ecstatic orgasm. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. And then just never had a chance. Like with like, you know, with partners, we were busy or with new people. It's not really a thing that you want to bring up right away. And I just like never had an opportunity to explore it for like quite some time. And then I found out that there was this erotic hypnosis conference in Baltimore, and I was like, I need to be on the timeline where I go to that. There's not yeah. an – like, I'm, I, I will go, and it will be awful, and I will come back happy rather than stay and wonder what it Yeah, yeah. So I went down there, and it was mind-blowing because people that do it to get off aren't trying to worry about entertaining an audience. They're not trying to worry about healing something in therapy. They're not trying to worry about – what do the medical professionals think? Is this legit? They're like, I want to pretend that I'm a furry and mm. I'm having sex with an alien. Like, <laughs> I want to have a sexual experience that's not real or I want to be someone's like mind-controlled slave and I mm. want to go blank. And they want that. Wow. So mm. then they can make it possible working with somebody else. Yeah. So that's where it gets really fucking crazy. And I went to this conference and I was just blown away 
because everyone here is not a nervous subject coming up of like, is this going to work? Like, you know, because yeah. you're trying to demonstrate, hey, here's a volunteer who's never tried it. They're not a plant. This is real. Yeah. Everyone there is like, this is real. So someone comes up there like, hi, I've practiced going super deep into trance a lot. I have a really long-standing trusting relationship with my partner. We have cues that we've built up over time. So when they say fluffer butter and snap their fingers, <laughs> I become a rabbit. And it's like it's a game that I've never missed a beat on. So I'm, yeah. it's going to happen automatically. And I was just like, what is this? This is pure magic. I want to soak all this up and bring it back into my world. Yeah. And got out of the conference after this being in this magical world where you could just point to someone and go, sleep. And they would drop into trance. And I'm hanging out with an old friend and his girlfriend. And she is like, I want to get hypnotized. I've always wanted to get hypnotized. And I was like, yes. I want to practice hypnotism. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. And so we're hanging out, just partying at her place. And I drop her down and let her just feel how relaxing it is. And she gets really, it's almost like woozy. Like she's a little bit more like kind of like, whoa, and not responding like the people that I saw all weekend where they were very in sync. And so I bring her back up and she comes back and she's kind of like, whoa, that was really crazy. Like, yeah, I felt that. I felt that. And I'm like, well, what do you want to do with hypnosis? And she's like, well, what is there to do? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I just went to this conference. Like, um, (laughs) you know, you can can do like age regression. You can go back to when you're younger. She's like, yeah, let's do that. I'm like, okay, what age? She's like, four. I go, okay, great. Drop her back down in a trance. I'm talking about you're watching these calendar pages fall off. You're feeling your body. You're going back to this earlier age. You're returning. You're regressing. You're going back to this earlier age. And then she starts sucking her thumb. And it's really kind of sleepy. And I'm trying to, like, talk to her. And she's not really that verbal and not really engaging with me. And I feel a little bit out of my depth. I'm like, man, I don't really have a good sense of what's going on in this person's mind. Let me try and bring her back up. And she's really not responding. So I bring her back up, but I give her the command of, the hypnosis is done. You can sleep and rest as long as you'd like and whenever it's comfortable to do so, you can come up. So mm-hmm. the, the door is open, but you don't have to walk through until you want. So she lays down for a while and she comes back up and she's like, whoa, whoa, that was crazy. I went really, I went somewhere else. Mm. And I'm like freaking out. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I just hypnotized this person. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I, I, I played with fire way too fast. I ignored all the warnings they just gave me. Like, what am I doing? And then she starts getting sick. And she starts going, oh, I feel really nauseous. I don't feel good. I'm, oh, I can smell that gas. Oh, I can smell the bubblegum smell of that gas. What is she talking about? What is this Mm. gas? She doesn't lie down. And finally, she sort of comes out of it. She's like, wow, I have not thought about that in ages. But when I was four, I had childhood cancer. Mm. Wow. Oh, man. I wish you had brought that up before we started this. And chose four. (laughs) And chose four. Drove us straight there. Wow. I used to have to go in. For tests and surgeries and things all the time and they would count down and they would give me this anesthesia and it was this bubblegum flavored anesthesia i haven't thought about this in 20 years oh my god but those mm. memories all just came back wow. and i felt so guilty and so bad and i what was i doing i was being so irresponsible she was chill yeah and the next day i heard her call her mom and she's telling her mom that this is this awesome thing that happened and that she's remembering these things and she feels so good and she's going to do an art project with it. And it was really cool to see how that was healing for her. That was not a negative thing. So I come back to New York and I go out to dinner with some of the friends that I made at the hypnosis conference and I feel really guilty and I'm like, ah, guys, got to tell you like what an idiot I am. It's like, you taught me how to load a gun. You told me how to put on the safety. I went to the range. I shot myself in the butt. (laughs) I feel like such a goober. And they all just laugh and they go, no, that's totally normal. It's called an ab reaction, and 
What, what is that word? Ab reaction. Okay. Like abs and then reaction. Okay. It's an abnormal reaction. Oh, okay. So I want to do this thing. And we get in your car and you say, great, I have someplace else I want to drive. Fuck your taco stand. I know where I want to yeah, go. Yeah, right. right. And right. it's just you had something in your psyche that was ready to come up and hadn't mm-hmm. had a chance. And it saw its moment and it's like, I'm doing it. And it can be scary. People can cry. It can be kind of like a weird thing. I'm sure you've seen people do it on psychedelic. I was just going to say it sounds exactly like um, what, they, what they're doing in psychedel- psychedelic therapy. Mm-hmm. They're taking you back to that place, but, you know. In, in a kind way and you get to relive it and without you're the all driver the trauma. and yeah. you're the driver now and it's not always kind because there's weird stuff there yeah and sometimes you think we're going to this level deep you know we're going one two three and the other person says i'm i want to go to 10 because i have a thing that wants to come up and talk yeah mm-hmm. and inception it's yeah and then what's crazy is they were like how is your friend doing i was like oh well, she's really great They're like yeah it's, it's often really nice actually to get that bubble out you know yeah. to let that thing come up and release wow um so yeah i've, I've definitely wow. seen some stuff i, I wasn't mean, expecting i i and uh i don't know if this is possible all the time but i was very susceptible to it one night we were just chilling over here and um you were hypnotizing one of our friends and convincing her that this glass of water was MDMA. Mm. And, and like, you know, you're, you were focused on her, but, like, we were focused on you because we'd never seen anyone get hypnotized before. Mm-hmm. So I was in there, too. And yep. I'm like, I couldn't leave this water alone. And I was getting high on Molly. I was but, laughing at him the whole time. I just saw him, like, stealing her water. I'm mm-hmm. like, you are hilarious. <laughs> I could feel it. And I was like, whoa, free drugs. This is insane. He'd be like, yeah. like you know, I'm just going to. It just makes you wonder what the fuck is really going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one of those things. Like, fuck, can you you can release drugs in your brain through hypnosis potentially? I mean, you guys could give people fake Molly and get them high. Oh yeah, like yeah. if you you could you like you have such a charisma. You have people yeah. that trust you. So I'm not saying like abuse that trust, but if you had like even like you know one or two other people, and then three people that you were trying to get, yeah, and all of you guys sort of be like. Oh my God, I'm feeling it. Oh wow, do you feel this tingling? Yeah, you know, if you gave them small pieces to hold on to and like slowly ramped up. Whoa, I think that that's you hypnosis. Would, yeah, and that's hypnosis. And that's, I think we do it every time someone comes over here. Everyone yeah. sometimes people come over here and people are like, "Whoa, I feel really comfortable," and yeah. you know, it's like. I think we do it. And sometimes we're like, whoa, they stayed like eight hours, man. Yeah. But it's like we, it's this game we almost play because we want people to feel so comfortable mm-hmm. and at home. And then they do. And we're like, whoa, they felt really comfortable. Yeah. It's, I mean, the moment that I sat down, there was a glass of water on the table. Yeah. You know, uh, like you, you guys are, you guys are really good at it. And that's what a hypnotist is trying to do through conversation. Yeah. Make people feel safe <clears throat> and cared for. And it starts before you even begin the the hypnosis uh, part of the session yeah that's what's fun about it that's yeah. where your expertise like that it's so fun to yeah. watch yeah because you know? it starts with awesome can you come in and have a seat pull your seat a little bit closer yeah you know you're just giving subtle suggestions that you can listen you can take these small commands what mm-hmm. i say is trustworthy um just you know helping someone notice things yeah there are so many things that are happening right now that you know, we can we can notice the frog more. Yeah. The more that, you know, even the listeners that are looking at it, the more that you look at the frog, the more you can notice things that you didn't see in the frog. Mm. So hypnosis is actually about focused attention, mm. not just relaxation. Mm. Yeah, shifting people's attention because, mm. you know, how people watch a movie, if you prompt them differently, they'll get different things out of the movie. Or like, hey, yeah. this just thing happened to me. So when I was watching the movie, I was paying attention more to these cues or yeah. like, well, sh- you know. Well, I mean, here's a great example. How come when we do ketamine together, it's different? 
with sometimes the same ketamine, mm-hmm. then a, a just a different person's over here or we're in a different location. When we do it for some reason, it's yeah. like to, to us, that's the high watermark for where we're trying to get with ketamine. The it, times we've had with you. And um, it seems to not be about the amount or the, or the substance or whatever. It's just something about the, you know, the, the vibe. Other, the the vibe yeah. Well, Devin knows I'm game too. So yeah. like last time we were over together, you're like, you ready to go deep. Oh, and that I was, was awesome. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, like yeah. what else? <laughs> what else? That was crazy. You guys were having some sort of ritual and I was like. Oh yeah, I explained the vowels to you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like we like, we, we dosed and then I was, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you this meditation as we fall away. So yeah, I think that's. Everybody has their subtle vibe. There's what you read consciously. There's what you read unconsciously. Mm. That's the people that come over that are anxious and looking to find it. You know, oh, is this a comfortable space? Can I blow up? Yeah. Can I can I get really heightened over here? Mm. Can I have an experience that wouldn't be acceptable for me to have at a bar? Oh yeah, people apologize for puking. I'm like, you're like the. 40th person who's puked in here oh, don't worry about it's it it's happened so much that the other day someone came over and they were like yo remember that time that that dude was just fucking puking all over there and freaking out and i was like oh yeah and then he was like this and that and he's like no that's not what happened and i'm like oh, this has guy. happened so many times i can't even remember what the fuck this guy's talking about <laughs> like literally people have had such purgative experiences over here on any subject weed yeah tobacco fucking ketamine you you name it you know uh, but chonga well and i think we can hold the space of understanding that and sharing that purging is good yeah. like you purging that's a good thing like yeah. i'm gonna serve you hoppy and i'm gonna have a bucket so you're not trying to hold it in like if you need to release something let's release it because you don't need that yeah even having that bucket there is this like a slight little like you're hypnotizing someone and being like it's okay it's yeah. okay the thing i used to be most terrified of in my whole life was would be like having to puke or shit in some place like you know what i mean it's just like once you actually go through that and yeah. w- once you're like oh fuck yeah i had to go behind this thing and fucking take a huge dump and you're just like oh yeah. Oh, I've done that now. I'm fine. <laughs> I, I remember when I was 18, I used to have like just anxious stomach all the time. Like, oh God, what the fuck? And I went to Warp Tour um, at Randall's Island. It was a complete <laughs> dust field, 100 degrees. And I'm showing up dehydrated. And I'm like waiting in line. And I'm like, yo, I'm about to fucking pass out. I'm like having yeah. cold sweats. And I like as soon as I went in there, I went to the medical tent. And they sent me right into the bathroom. And I went into this disgusting porta potty that was overflown. Yep. There's period blood all over the place. Oh. And I just went for it and I fucking was in there for like a half hour and let it all out. I fucking had like a major purge. And like ever since then, my life has been like a little easier going because I'm like, I'm not scared. Like there, it doesn't get much worse than that. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? I'm like, where could I fucking have to puke or shit that could be worse than a hundred degree warp tour, disgusting, dehydrated dust everywhere. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's a signal in one sense. Like if I'm spending a lot of my time purging my guts out i might be like whoa maybe i'm steering my body places it yeah. doesn't want to go like, yeah okay like maybe that's a signal but with with partnership when you are in a relationship and you're embarrassed to fart in front of the other person yeah, yeah, yeah. and you just want to be this perfect yeah. human body that doesn't exist and then you're in a relationship for longer and you travel to mexico together and you have the time where you're both having to like take turns shit and then the yeah. the, the, the crappy hotel bathroom then you realize it doesn't matter. It's like a tattoo. You're like, oh, no, like nobody else cares. We're all humans. Like we yeah. can just pass through that. Yeah. You know, it's still. I, I don't want to wipe your butt on a regular mm. basis, but yeah, yeah, we're we're humans. We can get through it together. It's crazy. We've been together so long, and there's still some level of decorum. Like yeah. Cass has only seen me 
a mess drunk twice, and both times mm-hmm. I was like, you'll never see me like I've this. I've also like, never heard him fart. Wow. Yeah. And we, like, it's not something we do in front of each other. We don't, when It's we, not even, a, like, a thing, really. It's, it's not a thing. I, d- I just assume he doesn't do it, and... I hope he assumes I don't do it. and But it's also one of those things where you close the bathroom door when you go to the bathroom. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to the bathroom where I want privacy, we just give each other privacy. And I honestly, 10 years deep, think it's a good call. Because one of the things my parents said to me, they're like, don't show each other your own shits. You know what I mean? Like, just don't go there. Oh, yeah. In this kind oh, of yeah. relationship, we're not going there. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Let's keep it sexy. We try. We try to keep it sexy, but there's a lot of unsexiness for me in the form of like outbursts and those kind of things. I mean, like, my outbursts too. Yeah, it's just we like, keep our unsexiness in the verbal diarrhea realm. <laughs> verbal diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we've We're seen not like, each hey, come that. to the bathroom. Yeah. Let me show you my two long, two foot long, whatever. No, it's like I'll yeah. show it to you right now. Blah, See, blah, I'm blah, on the blah, other blah. tip. I'm like on the on the toilet, just losing my guts. But I'm like, I love you, babe. <laughs> and she's like, I'm gonna bring you an ice water. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, different different strokes for different folks. Well, you broke your pelvis, man. That's and, true. Uh, and I right away I was like, man, this is a make or break moment for this uh, for this relationship. You know what I mean? She fucking came through for you, man. Oh yeah, big time. You came oh, out yeah. there, and, like came out to California where you were. Yeah. And you stayed at her parents' house, and like she took care of you and everything. It's I'm I'm keeper. engaged to a very wonderful poet who. Yeah, it's great. Magical. It's, talk about a magical being. Talk about a magical you met, being. You met the, like the, the other most magical person in New York City. Yeah, and I'm then kidding. you guys leave us? Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to go to Kentucky, man. <laughs> yeah, it's we, true. We, yeah. It's so funny being back in New York because it's still... I wonder, like, I've, I've, I've visited... This is my third time visiting since I left. So it's all been during the pandemic. And I've mm-hmm. had trips where I like, didn't even see you guys because, yeah. you, you know, everything was locked down. And I was just here for a medical study. And it was just fucking lame. Yeah. To ones where it's, like, thawed a little bit. And even now, the city is so strange with, I think, just the subtlety of wearing masks. Like, oh, yeah. New York is already a city where we, we wear masks of a different kind when we're out in public, mm. and like physically wearing masks. I am for it in terms of disease control. I am yeah. not an anti-masker in the slightest, but it's it's very interesting Yeah, catching the vibe. Yeah. I mean, in, in some ways, having r- ridden this vibe, I mean, I've been, this is my 18th year living in New York City, like it's fucking the vibe is, is as high and tight as ever it's yeah. so it's so cool i think partly because like you go out there's not as many places to go indoors so people yeah. are just outside the weather's yeah. getting nice like the park i'm sure today if we walk down there it's probably fucking oh, yeah. popping mm-hmm. and i think that's really cool like yeah you know. we like it i'm i'm really eager for these weed consumption sites Weed's legal oh, what here. Is that? Oh, that's right. Weed's legal here, and 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 the law is actually pretty progressive. Like each person can grow six plants. There's consumption sites allowed. So that's what we're gonna do. We want to turn Church of Chill into basically. So what an is a consumption site? Is it? It's like a bar, but you don't serve. You serve weed. Yeah. Yeah, and you can smoke there, and yeah, yeah. That that's what that would be cool to have like a place because we've gone to places like this. Consumption sites. It's so funny. That weed culture is coming into existence through people in committees that have probably never fucking smoked weed. Oh, I know. Sitting around being like, well, where, how much tax money can we get out of it? And like, okay, I guess we'll have to spin up a department of yeah. ganjification <laughs> and. Ganjification? Make yeah. a weed consumption site. Well, you're allowed to smoke weed wherever you're allowed to smoke tobacco. Which is awesome. That's I don't know yeah. any other states that have no. that law. That's pretty cool. Uh, you're not allowed to smoke in your car, which is like. Yeah get real yeah but um yeah we want to open a like we're putting that out there that we always like to put out these little things and deep into episodes like 
we are praying for um, the the financial stability to open up a Church of Chill consumption site in New York City. That would be like the place you have to go to smoke mm, when you're here. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the best tunes, all the, the best art. vibes, the yeah. art, wizards hanging out, doing yeah. shit, mayors giving tattoos in the back. Like, oh, it, yeah. it could be a really fucking cool thing. What do you have to do to do that? You just like apply for... they probably pay uh, some ridiculous fee because even yeah. to have a dispensary, it's like a $250,000 buy-in. They, they figure yeah. out a way to that only the oligarchs are going to be able to I don't to know. Money. Maybe we could go in with someone and we're like a sub, like a side... You know, it's like, yeah. we don't have to do it all ourselves. It's like yeah. in collaboration. We franchise the Church of Chill. It's like, oh, Sell it as can- an NFT. Yeah. And then <laughs> you can buy a crypto share that gives you guys the money to then open the thing. Yeah. That's what we're going for. And then we're- when you show up at the Church of Chill, you can scan your little QR, QR code and yeah. get 15% off apps. Mm. Oh, damn. And you're speaking our language now. <laughs> you know we love this shit. <laughs> Vegan mozzarella sticks. <laughs> Thanks for buying our NFT, baby. That's what's up. Um, where can people stalk you out? Oh, man. Uh, so my website is personisawake.com, and that's where I am on Instagram. And I don't really use Twitter. Uh, but then, yeah, come check out this podcast as a ritual. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's, uh, I'll try and do a decent job of pitching it because I'm trying to step into it's so hard being a wizard because you just want to be squirrely and not give a fuck and not play any of the games. But I want I want people to join the ritual because it's it's just trying to figure out how do we use this this medium of a podcast in a magical way to bring people together mm. and to really explore what it means to steer collaboratively, um, figuring that out with the audience who they want to hear on the ritual. Yeah, and then each guest is helping us come up with a spell and a way to change our own lives in some way so the more yeah. people that tune into this we're diverting reality we're already on world b yeah we've made it through a pandemic i think the wizard path you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of weird shit yeah like i think you're it's not gonna go back to normal it's mm-hmm. gonna keep getting weirder but we'll keep surviving mm-hmm. and it's it's gonna be kind of like you're peaking mm-hmm. and it just keeps getting weirder and every year you're like dude i can't fucking I can't handle more than this. This is insane. Get me off. Calm it down. I'm 55. Everyone's fucking vaping DMT and riding (laughs) jetpacks to like work at the cyber mill. I don't get the fuck is going on with this world. And oh, two minutes went by. I got even crazier. Yeah. And that's why we're going to need wizards in that moment when you're peaking. Mm. You're going to you're going to want to have a wizard there to help you. Oh, fuck. Yeah, man. I know we've remind you that you were part of the ritual mm. and that podcast ritual that you listen to two episodes of. It's like now it's paying its dividends and you're you're part of the collective upload. And thanks for listening. Mm. Right on. Beautiful. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Thanks, Devin. Devin. You're the best. We hope to have you back many, many, many more times. And we'll just keep the chill vibe going in the meantime. Right. We love you. Peace, love, and magic, y'all. Awesome. Perfect.